Hello, and welcome to another edition of The Rouse Review. I'm your city manager, Dan Hoffman, and with me is Amy Simmons, communications director. Hello, Amy. Hello, Dan. Did you have a good weekend? Always. Good. More softball. Weather was nice. More softball. Yeah. That's like every other week. Every weekend, almost. It's been four in a row so far. Wow. She she loves it, so what am I going to say? Such a good mommy. At least it's nice outside. Well, I hope they appreciate you. Let's hope so. (laughs) (laughs) You'll find out when you're older. That's right. Um... Okay, so we got uh, a few things to talk about. We got uh, Superintendent Jason Van Hukulum coming on in. Um, we're going to talk about the school year in general, mm-hmm. the Innovation Center, and some other improvements going on in the city on the school front. Uh, and then we're going to talk about, uh, well, I'm, I'm about to start talking about the agenda <laughs> for tomorrow. Let's do it now. Let's do that now. Uh, okay, so we do not have a work session, just all regular meeting. Uh, we've got a few different land use kinds of things. You'll see there's a few public hearings about some right-of-way vacations. Uh, those are not the fun uh, kind of vacations. For those of you not familiar with what a right-of-way <laughs> vacation is, uh, it is not at a tropical island. Uh, a right-of-way vacation is when the city vacates... Uh, Public property, right? Public property, yeah. Mm -hmm. So our interests in a property, we are vacating those interests. So in some cases, we own the land outright. In some cases, we have an easement or there's some uh, public purpose for the land. You know, maybe we intended to put a road there one time and Mm -hmm. never did. Or maybe we intended to put some water pipes in. Or maybe there's some water, were some uh, underground utilities or something. If the land no longer needs that easement, um, if we no longer need access to that land, we vacate our interests, our right-of-way in that property. So we got a few of those uh, that you'll see on the agenda, nothing nothing controversial. Um, as we do frequently throughout the year, we have a, an ordinance to authorize the additional appropriation of funds. Another um, way of saying yeah. we're just moving some money around. Moving some money around in the budget. Um, nothing major there either. We are uh, now adding a few positions that were approved in the budget. So we uh, Or... Uh, that were approved when our stimulus money, mm-hmm. uh, our ARPA money spending package was approved. So, And the bus drivers, is that for the Lord Fairfax trip? Yes. Uh, so we are adding... Four, I think. Four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need four to run the our new route from, which will go actually go from the Shahada Center. Yep. Um, uh, through, well, right now, and this is all tentative, uh, but it'll go Shahada over kind of through town get on 81 and then go all the way down to Lord Fairfax. Right. Uh, now, for people that are saying, why don't you just run it down Route 11 and pick up a bunch more people? We can't do that, mm-hmm. actually. Uh, this is an express, first off, it's an express route. So we And it's funded entirely by the city of Winchester. So, well, with a, a lot of assistance from the state <laughs> and federal government. Uh, but this is a, a city-funded route otherwise. And um, if we start, and here's a little kind of complex rule around bus routes. If you run a bus route uh, through an area, you're also responsible for all the paratransit Mm. associated with it. Mm. And it would be because this route would go through a significant portion of the county, we then, the city, would be responsible for the paratransit. Uh, all the way along that route, uh, and we can't, uh, that's just something we can't afford to do. Uh, It would also make the route, um, if we stop multiple times along 11, uh, it would make uh, the route very long. So for for a lot of different reasons, mainly those, uh, this is going to be an express route from the city down to... um, 
down to Lord Laurel Laurel Ridge pretty soon, I think, yes. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, so that's in there as well. Let's see. Also on the agenda, we uh, have a few other little land use things. Nothing major. Uh, we will talk again about short-term rentals, otherwise known as Airbnbs, but there's a lot of different services out there that do it. Uh, we're hoping to finally put that to bed. That would be nice. That would be nice. We've been <laughs> nibbling at this apple for the better part of a year now. So At least. Uh, at least. Uh, and then, last in the agenda, you'll see an executive session. I've been here one year, so it's Uh-oh. to discuss my the annual performance evaluation and contract with the city manager. So if you're not here at the next podcast, we'll know what happened. Exactly. You're gonna get, <laughs> they'll, they'll drag Mary Beth back out of retirement oh, no. <laughs> for another go at it. Poor Mary Beth. No, I, I, uh, it's been a great year. I'm, pretty, I'm going into this uh, pretty confident. <laughs> of course, I always appreciate the feedback and any constructive criticism. Uh, and I'm sure that they will give that to me, and uh, I look forward to having that discussion with them. Don't make me do this podcast alone. It's just going to be you in a room by yourself. <laughs> How boring. <laughs> so boring. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So that, and then, no, like I said, no work session. So okay. uh, that is the agenda for tomorrow. Um, and easy pre- peasy. It should be easy peasy. Don't jinx us there. Oh, God, Sorry. <laughs> um, okay. So now we're going to talk to Jason. Uh, I'm sorry. I think he's doctor. doctor. Well, let's, we'll, we'll confirm. Doctor, are you a doctor? I am a doctor, you're but a... not that kind of doctor, according <laughs> to my daughter. My daughter <laughs> says, Daddy, you're not that kind of doctor. Exactly. Okay, good. <clears throat> I thought it was Dr. Van Hookelum. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, uh, okay, we have Dr. Jason Van Hookelum. Uh Welcome, Jason. Thank you. Glad to be here. Always a good time to hang out with our city manager. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Um, so we got a few things we want to chat about. But first off, we are in October... Our first kind of year, well, year one after COVID, or we, would we consider this? We're still in it, yeah. But we're kind, well, we're kind of back. Well, we shut down in March of 2020, so yeah, yeah. this is and the second we, year, basically. Second is, year of COVID, but first year with COVID and all our kids. Back. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> there you go. So is this not the first year of like the new way of doing things? Because well, we still anticipate going back. Hopefully. Good Lord. Yeah. I couldn't do this. I couldn't imagine kids doing this year round every no, year. Yeah. So yeah. we're still in, we're still wandering the forest basically yeah. of, yeah. of COVID yeah. with schools. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and if the vaccines get approved for five to 11, which we anticipate, that's mm-hmm. going to impact you guys even more. But right. uh, so far this year, how's it going? So that's a great question. And, you know, when we started the school year, there was a lot of hope that, um, this school year would be drastically different than last school year, that uh, we would, quote, return back to normal, mm-hmm. um, that we would have uh, our stamina back, et cetera. And quite frankly, it's been anything but. Yeah. Uh, this school year has been uh, one of the hardest years I've experienced as a school leader, harder than last year. And quite frankly, it's, you know, when you added all the students back and mm-hmm. COVID, um, it generated a lot of quarantine procedures, mm. um, and so the the stress has just been very palpable in our mm. schools. Um, and as teachers have to flip from in-person learning to digital learning, uh, literally on a moment's notice for mm-hmm. a group of students, that's very challenging for our teachers uh, um, and our staff in general. Combine that with um, 
you know, just a general labor shortage, I think, that we're all experiencing across job classifications mm-hmm. and, um, you know, uh, job wages and inflation and things like that. You know, there's a lot of pressures from outside forces that are making the, the business of school operations more difficult this year than in previous years. On, on a positive note, you know, we're very excited about um, vaccinations being approved for our youngest students. Mm-hmm. Certainly, they've borne the brunt of quarantines because they have not been able to get vaccinated. Yeah. Uh, certainly want to um, encourage folks to get vaccinated. Um, from a student point of view, if you're vaccinated, then you do not have to quarantine should mm-hmm. someone in your close contact area um, have COVID-19. And so we're excited about that. In fact, we'll be launching several sites on school property for student vaccinations uh, in the middle of November. So Great. we're looking for that information coming soon. It's awesome. And are you, I'd seen something about teachers and vaccinations. What, what currently sure. is the school's position with teachers and vaccinations? It's not mandated yet, or it is? I can't remember. Yeah, so we have been discussing uh, requiring vaccinations for all staff, not just teachers. Gotcha. Um, and uh, that's been on our school board agenda for two, uh, two sessions, and will be again on Monday night. And mm-hmm. so on Monday night, uh, October 25th, we do expect the school board to take a stand on that and vote okay. uh, up or down on whether we're going to require vaccinations for all staff. We're also including athletes in that Mm -hmm. um, uh, vote. Um, There is a testing requirement. So I want to be very clear, this is not what some would call a mandate. Um, So it's an either or. Either you provide proof of your vaccination or you submit to weekly testing. And uh, we've been very fortunate to uh, partner with a uh, state level program called Mm -hmm. VISTA out of VDH, uh, the Virginia Department of Health. And uh, we will be uh, providing that testing on site, um, try to make it as seamless and um, easy as possible. But quite frankly, the hope is that by making this stand that um, those who are not vaccinated would rather get vaccinated Mm -hmm. than go through a weekly testing protocol. Uh, And so we hope to shrink that number even more. Uh, Currently, about 80% of our teaching staff that are working with kids every day are vaccinated. So that's a good number. That's a good number. But when it goes to the rest of the staff, you're down to yeah. about 65 percent. Yeah. Where I think city citywide, we're at 73. But when you get to like in, in certain pockets, mm-hmm. like our police officers are at mid 80s, um, you know, we, we've got some of our smaller departments are in 80s. But then, you, you know, there are some departments that for whatever reason, some pockets. That, right. Yeah, the adoption just isn't quite there yet, but right. yeah. hopefully that will will bump up the numbers. Absolutely, no, and it has had an impact on operations. So mm-hmm. you know the um, the number of uh, staff that have missed work because of quarantining who are not vaccinated is almost twice that of unvaccinated, mm-hmm. and uh, so that you know affects our operations, our ability to keep schools open, and uh, certainly uh, causes extra workload on the on, on staff that are um, covering for staff members who are out. And also new this year, so in the midst of dealing with all of this, you guys also opened uh, the Shahada Center, right. a dramatically different type of facility, beautiful facility, uh, that is also requiring educators to change the way they do things sure. even a little bit more. I, yeah. And I'm a huge proponent because of the, for a, a wide variety of reasons of the style and the approach that you guys are taking at the Shahada mm-hmm. Center. Uh, so explain to folks why this is different. Sure. Um, it's not just a new building and we're doing in its business as usual. And hey, look, we got some new microscopes. Right. It's uh, a really, it's a sea change from what right. they typically might have experienced when they were 
growing up in school. Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, I would like to lead with just a, a fundamental shift in the messaging to students mm-hmm. and families. And uh, for, for well over a quarter of a century, the message to students was you should go to college, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and almost as if college was a destination. Mm-hmm. And um, so we promoted that. High schools around this country are designed to send kids to college. Um, and then, of course, we had our career technical education classes as well, but they were kind of in the margins. They were on the side. They mm-hmm. were not promoted. Um, mm-hmm. It was for other students, per yeah. se. Um, and quite frankly, uh, as kids matriculated through high school, they made some choices, and they said, I'm either going to college, which means mm-hmm. advanced placement classes, or I'm going to work, and I'm going to go CTE Mm-hmm. Um, and so we made a very clear decision when we launched the Innovation Center, the concept that we were, we're not going to mm-hmm. make kids choose. We want them to do both. Mm-hmm. And so um, we believe that the skills that students experience in those career technical education classes are valuable regardless of whether you go to college or not. They have transferable skills um, that you will use in your life well Mm -hmm. beyond high school. Um, Whether you ever become a welder or not, that experience in welding class is a good experience Mm -hmm. and valuable for your human development. Um, And we also really wanted to make sure that we maintain social cohesion among our student body. Mm -hmm. We did not want to have uh, students in this group stay at Hanley and take AP classes and students in this other group go up to the Shahada Center and only take welding and carpentry, et cetera. We Mm -hmm. wanted to maintain that social cohesion. And, um, you know, that's also what industry and colleges and universities are set, are telling K-12 education is we need kids that have skills. Yeah. Um, and it's not all about knowledge. It's not all about academic uh, knowledge. And so mm-hmm. we got to continue to do academic knowledge, but we have to add to that. And that's the hope and dream of the Shahada Center. Um, what you're going to find there is a lot of student agency. Mm-hmm. So the students are up there for uh, three hours at a time. There's no bells. Uh, every day looks a little different. Mm-hmm. A lot of project-based learning. So uh, students working towards a deadline. And qu- they, the students, when they're there, have complete ownership of the entire campus. And so they are uh, doing some individual work at times in, in some individual spaces. They're doing small group work. Sometimes they're working in a mm-hmm. large group setting. Um, but, um, you know, it's a really good feeling. It's uh, yeah. We're trying to treat them like young adults, preparing them for the real world. Which is fantastic because, you know, as you and I have discussed before, you know, if you're in the 12th grade and you are, you know, a month or two away from, from I have to say retirement, from graduation, <laughs> You, I mean, you're raising your hand to go to the bathroom right. in a lot of places. Yeah. You're, you're waiting for a bell to tell you yeah. where to go every 60 to 90 minutes. In a few months, they'll be off to college or, or working. and To manage their time. We, exactly. Mm-hmm. We, we've institutionalized them mm-hmm. for you know the better part of their well, – the, the vast majority of their life up until mm-hmm. that point. So – what you know i would see it with interns yeah uh, back when i would have interns more regularly you know they just didn't right didn't understand that oh i have to schedule time to talk to you yeah. i can't just walk into your office and sit yeah. down and start talking like right. no this is not yeah. this is a workplace like this is how so the amount of coaching that goes into in essence kind of retrofitting these kids to be ready for the workplace mm-hmm. it's you know, we, we hear it in industry all the time. It's yeah. they're just not ready. Absolutely. They might know the subject matter, but they don't know how to actually conduct themselves. Right. So. No, we're it's been a it's been an excellent um, opening, and certainly our students and staff have had to adapt. And uh, at first, it was. 
um, you know, a little, there was some growing pains, if you will, of, as kids kind of figured things out. But now two months in, uh, you know, when I walk around that place, I, I got a big smile on my Good. face because um, students and staff are navigating and negotiating time mm-hmm. the way we do in the real world. They're being held accountable for projects and deadlines and just like we are in the real world. And um you know, it's been a good thing. We'll continue to iterate and, and uh, grow and, and develop, but yeah. uh, a successful launch, no doubt about it. Yeah. And the, the building, the Shahada Center, it's a gorgeous building. It's the old John Kerr. I never saw the old John Kerr, but uh, it's the layout's fantastic. The, the facilities are fantastic to match up with the gorgeous Hanley campus. Sure, yeah. Which I was just talking, we're getting our tourism strategic plan put together and I was talking to the, the consultant this morning, and he, he asked, so what, when you have visitors, you know, a lot of our tourism is from family, visitors, mm-hmm. and friends right. that are here staying with other folks. He's like, so when you have people in town mm-hmm. and you're showing them your city, like, what are the things you show them? Like, what are your go-to places <laughs> that you use to sell the city? And That's easy. <laughs> it was so easy. I was like, <laughs> Walking Mall, Hanley High, Hanley Library. Library and MSV, like you can name off sure. a handful of places, Absolutely. but if, if my, especially if those visitors have school age kids, mm-hmm. I mean, I keep a picture of Hanley on my phone. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I just, I whip it out. I whip it out when people are like, oh, just tell me about Winchester a little bit. I was like, let me show our high school. <laughs> and then they're, they're blown away. They're like, Is that, right. it's, it's like a college campus. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Yeah. So we, we have now this complimentary, gorgeous facility. Uh, just a little bit up the hill yeah. uh, to go with it, which is fantastic. Absolutely. No, and, and I, I do want to just kind of give some shout outs first, you know, to our school board for having the vision mm-hmm. to do that um, over many years. Um, second to city council for, mm-hmm. um, you know, bringing the dollars to bear to make that happen. It, it wasn't cheap. It mm-hmm. was uh, close to $18 million renovation. And um, certainly we, we had to do that with bond money, et cetera, mm-hmm. so the taxpayers. And then, of course, our, our Winchester Education Foundation. We had uh, quite mm-hmm. a bit of private donations, up to, up to $4 million in mm-hmm. private donations to help make that happen. And, um, you know, together and collectively, we're able to do something really well and we're able to do it with excellence, something that's a, you know, multi-generational gift yes. to this community. So absolutely uh, very proud of that. So and that's not the only major project we've got going sure. on. We've yeah. got the uh, Douglas School yeah. is also under. Yeah. What's the status on that? Yeah. So we are well underway of construction with the Douglas renovation. And um, so if you if you're traveling on North Kent Street, mm-hmm. you're going to see a very different landscape when you uh, travel north on North Kent Street on the right-hand side. Uh, the 1920s portion of the old Douglas School is uh, currently under renovation. Mm. Uh, the 1950s and 60s uh, portion has been removed, and in the back there we will be building a purpose-built, brand-new section uh, that will connect to the 1920s portion. Gotcha. And uh, ultimately we'll relocate uh, all of it, our administrative services for uh, the school system to that site. Great. Uh, have one place for that. Um and uh, we're very excited about that. We're probably, you know, I'd say 14 to 16 months out from okay. final completion. Uh, but uh, Earth is being moved, and uh, yeah. you know, people are on site every day working, and and that is our next project. We look forward to that completing. And of course, when we do that, we'll vacate the 12 North Washington Street mm-hmm. um, office space that we currently occupy, yeah. and then we'll put something else there. And it's not just offices for admin. What else is there? 
So the front part really will be a meeting place for the whole community. Um, you'll have several meeting rooms, including a large meeting space. You'll have um, a quasi-kitchen that will be connected to that meeting space uh, so that you could bring in a catered event. Um, and then uh, you'll have, uh, as far as our purposes, you'll have all of our operations, including transportation and uh, not the buses, but um, the um, maintenance and uh, custodial um, food service, mm-hmm. etc., and then in the back, of course, we have the park, and so mm-hmm. that's a nice connection point too. Now the city uh, parks and rec run the run run the park side, yep. but um, you know it's going to be a nice place for that community and, and and really look sharp. Absolutely. Do we have money in the budget for the renovations at that park? Yes. So actually, we are. Uh, in fact, I was just looking at the plans for it this morning. Yeah, going to be redoing the two the field that's right behind yeah. yes. the portion. Perfect. So there's going to be a couple of multi-use fields. We're going to put some bathrooms, some new yeah. lighting in. Uh, the playground equipment is already in great shape out there. Uh, and then I think we'll probably be resurfacing you know, like the basketball court yeah. and doing some other um, more aesthetic uh, types of things. Sure. But oh, that'd no, be great. I, my hope is that between your project, the park, and some of the other improvements we're making along North Kent, that you know that that the Douglas renovation kind of becomes an anchor for that right. end of Kent Street. Yeah. Yeah. And then we just kind of fill it in with awesomeness right. uh, all the way down into the core. Oh, so that's great. No, so, yeah. we're, we're looking forward to it. And, you know, in, a, in a, set, a few short months, you know, 40, 50 people will be showing up to work there every day, including myself, and I look forward to it. So it's going to be great. Yeah. All right. Well, Jason, thank you very much for coming in. Great to see you as always. And, um, yeah, we'll have you back in. Maybe sometime over the summer when we're getting ready for next school year or something. Yeah. See what changes are being made. All right. So it's a gorgeous weekend. How's the football team doing? Oh, man. We we have a great football team this year and uh, looking forward to some, you know, future playoff appearances. Yeah. Really proud of our our kids and our coaching staff. It's uh, one of the... Uh, best seasons we've had since I've been here. Um, And of course, there's a long history and legacy of of good, strong football teams at Hanley High School. So we hope to build on that. Awesome. Well, Jason, thank you very much for coming in. Good to see you as always. So that was Jason. Mm -hmm. That was Jason. Jason's a very impressive guy. I I watched his, uh, I was at the ribbon cutting for Shahada. Was it last week? Oh, not that one. I was thinking of the other tour. Well, there was the little tour. And then there was the thing they did a couple weeks. Was Mm -hmm. it last week? Maybe even. Two weeks ago, I think two weeks ago yeah where you know the governor was there and a whole bunch of elected officials and it was the more it, it was the kind of ceremonial grand mm-hmm. opening even though it's been open for like a couple months now yeah. uh it was kind of the ceremonial ribbon cutting for the innovation center and uh jason gave a a uh, little speech that was so good mm-hmm. he's such a good public speaker yeah when i did the tour before the public yeah. before the uh the ribbon cutting his enthusiasm was so moving mm-hmm. and it just, it just seems so real. Exactly. He's exactly. real. It's because it is real. Because he is real. There you go. But you know, with some people who are really good public speakers, that sometimes they can come across as, you know, maybe this is just a great speech. No, yeah. But no, it was from the heart and he loves this place. No, absolutely. Absolutely. He, he puts words together good. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, unlike. <laughs> like, Unlike what you just did there. That, I know. I know. It was a joke. Wasn't maybe. it funny? <laughs> All right. So um, that's about it uh, for us uh, for this edition of the Rouse Review. Um, Not yet. Do we have any? Uh, oh, no. That's right. We've got coming ups. My bad. Yeah. Go ahead. I put this together for a reason, so don't make me not do it. All right. Read. Go okay. Ahead. So 
put good words together. I'm trying. It's not very, it's not easy. Um, Millwood Avenue, the traffic improvements project and the phase four, the green circle trail. We're still looking for um, feedback from the public on those. So please go to the website, fill out the survey, review the information. We're looking for information or feedback back from the citizens in our community um, by November 19th. So let us know what you think. Then we'll be taking it to council. And then uh, Parks and Rec is bringing back their activities guide Hmm. this fall. So a lot of their programs have been on hiatus. So has the guide. No point in having a guide if you don't have programs. So all of that's coming back and it's full of all new things you can do at the park. So check that out. Are we printing this thing? No, not this one. All right, good. This one will be online, but the next one, the oh. spring, summer will be printed and mailed to everyone again. Oh. Well, that's the plan anyway. It's a lot of paper. It is, but it's worth it. All right. Okay. Fine. So speaking of the park, uh, they have this new program, thanks to our partnership with SU, and uh, all of our youth basketball leagues mm-hmm. are free for city residents Very now. cool. So that's junior, senior basketball for ages 9 to 13, and peewee basketball for ages 5 to 8. Nice. So if you're a city resident, sign up for those and they'll be free. And then uh, if you haven't noticed the construction happening around near the roundabout. Which roundabout? Our only roundabout. (laughs) (laughs) The roundabout. Um, Crews are installing a monument naming the roundabout after Hunter Edwards. That's right. So look for that unveiling coming later this fall. And uh, for anyone who needs assistance with heating costs or past due utility bills, the Virginia Department of Social Services has their energy assistance program. And they're accepting applications through November 12th. So you just go to commonhelp.virginia.gov. And then the splash pad, sad news, is closing for the season or has closed. Actually, it's already closed. Closing Friday. Okay. Uh, We're getting a little little too chilly outside. So we need to close that and then it will reopen in the spring. And do you want to get the good news about our um, bond rating? Oh, yes. We got our, our AAA bond rating reaffirmed for with the a sixth time sixth time so uh and i think the most important because we're on this this streak uh i think one of the things that it's easy to overlook is what they always say after the triple a bond rating and that is that we have a stable outlook mm. we're not on watch we're not on like some type of weird probation or there's <laughs> not some other negative circumstances when they look at our financial picture in totality um, they don't anticipate it changing. So it's not just that we're, hey, we're s- kind of, s- it's a stretch, right? right. No, we're, we're solidly solidly AAA rated, which is fantastic. And that also goes along with we manage the money. We, man- to- we manage the money good. Yep. And <laughs> we also, um, thanks to, you know, Mary Blow and uh, Celeste Broadstreet, and, you know, that helps us borrow money mm-hmm. at a much cheaper rate. Yep. We save money on large projects when we borrow. And did you know that um, it's the highest rating, of course, that we can possibly get? Yep. And we're one of only 12 cities in Virginia to maintain that AAA oh, really? rating. It's only 12. Wow, that's really so good. So it's pretty prestigious. And we have, we're awesome. We should pat ourselves on the back. We do. Actually, we'll pat Mary on the back. Well, everybody. Everybody. And the council. That's so true. Because so at the end of the day, we can bring them... Uh, all kinds of great policies, but mm-hmm. if the council doesn't uh, approve it, and our staff all doesn't follow through with everything, yeah, absolutely. Yep. And and a lot of these things, they're not. They might seem a little counterintuitive, but you know, when we were having discussions about the t- property tax rate this year, mm-hmm. you know, we we reminded the council that the 
when these ratings agencies look at the city, it's not, you know, cutting your budget and cutting taxes and doing it. That's not actually something they look positively upon. Mm -hmm. You know, they see it as a sign of distress. So holding things flat, funding, you know, being able to generate the revenue you need to pay for the services you, you provide, you know, that's seen as a positive thing. So they don't like to see jurisdictions going backwards. They right. want to see your tax base growing. So, um, and Winchester is doing that. That's been obvious. We've got, uh, yes. Could all the people, you know, trying to find housing here to, to move to Winchester. Yeah. We should talk about housing again. Well, again, again, we, we just did, did that we last podcast. That. Can't talk enough about housing. <laughs> and we did it at the last council meeting. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways. Okay. Um, I got one more. Go ahead. Uh, speaking of needing housing mm-hmm. and progress, the, uh, EDA, the economic, Economic Development Authority sold their um, lot at the former Winchester Towers. That's right. They're on the corner of Cameron and Piccadilly. Two links ventures, which they were partnering with to redevelop that entire mm-hmm. block. So we'll have a mixed-use development with uh, studio apartments and one- and two-bedroom apartments and a parking garage there. So moving forward, getting some more housing. Excellent. That's all I have. All righty. Well, everybody, thanks for uh, hanging out with us for a little bit. Um we will see you hopefully around City Hall. Hope to see you there. Hope to see you there. <laughs>